0: Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go, turn it up.
1: Turn it up. Yeah!
0: All right, all right, everybody settle down, settle down. It's just the podcast about crowdfunding. I know everybody's excited, but uh, so as I talked about earlier I, I, in a few uh, episodes prior to this, You know, I thought about scaling down this summer, but it just hasn't been an option. So we've done three episodes this week. It's Friday, uh, and we're right back at it. And on today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking to Rob Peck. And Rob Peck is from the company Aquavolt. And they've got a new product called FlexSafe Plus, the ultimate portable safe. How about that? So if you're traveling... Anytime soon, thinking about traveling, got a big vacation plan somewhere with maybe the family, maybe maybe you know in August, September, next year. Look at this company. Go Google it right now. Aqua, Aqua Vault, cool stuff here, cool stuff. So we're gonna be talking to Rob here in just a minute. So let me see if I can paint a picture of what is what the life of an entrepreneur looks like um, in the middle of July uh, in the Midwest. So currently right now I am sitting in uh, my red Ikea chair that I've been sitting in probably for the last 10 years. It's not really a great chair, but uh, I've been beating the you-know-what out of it. It's actually turning a little bit more gray because there's dirt from my hands uh, over the last 10 years. So I'm sitting in that. I've got the mic on. If I'm quiet for just a second, I'll turn this up a little bit. Listen to this. So what's going on there is uh, behind me, the uh, wife is, you know, as you've also might have heard in a few of, of the previous episodes, she's home. She's not working right now. So she, so she's got some laundry started behind me. So that's going on right behind me. So we get that nice hum of the dryer and the washer going. So we're getting the you gotta get the, the bed sheets clean. Now let's listen to also what's going on. So if you hear that, that would be my kids have decided to watch The Grinch, the original Grinch, Who Stole Christmas. Uh, so we've got a little Christmas in July going on here. Uh, if this was a visual look, I'll try to paint some more pictures. I got the wife is on the phone in the bedroom. I don't know what she's talking to uh, or who she's talking to, I should say. Uh, the house is a, a disaster right now. We've got kid toys everywhere. Um, uh, we you know we need to dust it's that kind of day and I got a full plate of crowdfunding calls lined up so that's the day right that's the life of an entrepreneur here in one Wenzel way and um, exciting exciting stuff so I wanted to kind of just paint that picture to you so that maybe you're in, in a, a similar situation out there you're not alone you're not alone you don't know why you're watching the Grinch on at what time is it. About seven forty-five in the morning on a Friday, um, you're, you're also a little tired. You know, we, I was up a little too late. Uh, you know, we were finishing up a, a last episode of Orange Is the New Black with a wife and I. So up until like eleven forty, so a little now a little tired this morning, and uh, we're working on a podcast episode, right? So, so that's it. That's that's the exciting stuff, right? This is what it's all about. So I don't want to be Debbie Downer. At all, I'm not being Debbie Downer. I'm just explaining the situation here. But uh, it's going to be a pretty big Friday today. Oh, we got my daughter's birthday this weekend. I um, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of spaced on it. That's because her actual birthday is until the 24th. So I we kind, of, I kind of forgot that we had the party planned a couple weeks prior. So we got that going on. So I'm not working this weekend at the church. I'm going to have a Saturday kind of off. That doesn't happen very often here, and one wins away. So I'm going to turn it up, drink a lot of beer out of the keg, and just have a Rager party i'm just kidding everybody i'm just kidding everybody relax everybody relax but yeah so so kind of a mini i would call this a mini episode it's just a little bit shorter um just because again uh, it is summer uh we've got a lot going on here and uh you know it's it's a it's a kick butt time so let's go ahead and kick my conversation with mr rob peck from aqua Vault, and we're going to talk safes here's my conversation All right, Rob. I have hit the uh, red, the red light. It's blinking now. It's probably looking right at you. So you're thinking, "Oh my god, I got to be all ready to go here." But uh, let's do a quick sound check. So, what is something that you do or uh, that nobody knows about that that you think my listeners would be interested in hearing about?
2: Um, I, I think that your listeners would be interested in hearing about, um, you know, the market that we created, um, being that you're in travel, you're trying to relax and enjoy yourself, and everybody's got their phones with them and. You know, it sucks to lose an $800 phone. Um, and so if you can kind of keep that out of reach, I think I think it's one more uh, thing that you can use
0: to just uh, relax when you're traveling. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. All right, I think we're all sounding good here. So why don't we go ahead and kick it into, um, so you've got a project right now on Indiegogo. Why don't you tell my listeners what the project is and what it's all about? So our project is um, the FlexSafe
2: Plus. Um, it's, it's a portable safe um, so that you can secure your valuables when you're traveling uh, in your dorm room, at the hospital, on your bike, on your stroller, at the water park. Really whenever you want to have a spot to put your stuff and keep it out of reach of would-be thieves, you put it in the FlexSafe, you lock it over any fixed object and, uh, and your stuff is secure and out of reach. Uh, we had uh, developed a product called the AquaVault a couple of years ago. And it was a large plastic portable safe um, that did the same function. Uh, and you know, over a couple of years of selling the product, people kind of were asking us, "Hey, can we get you know something that's easier to pack in our carry-on and travel with?" Mm-hmm. So we came out with the FlexSafe. And uh, now on in Indiegogo, we're debuting the FlexSafe Plus, which is a slightly larger version, which uh, you can fit you know some of your larger personal items like an iPad Mini. Um, you know, and some other larger items. And it also comes with a motion alarm. So if somebody were to move it, it would shoot off a, a nice alarm that would scare away anybody. And it also has a waterproof solar charger. So if you're out in the sun and your devices are losing some juice, you can uh, keep them charged up.
0: That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. So where did this kind of idea stem from? I mean, if this it seems like it's the second or third inter, uh, iteration of, of, of what you're working on. So where was the kind of the whole idea comes from Where, where's the cocktail napkin sketch you know
2: so it all started um when we were me and my two college buddies so uh, we're all in the same uh college and we're on the same group circle of friends and uh you know a few years later we went to a wedding and uh we were at a really nice resort in florida and uh you know we turned our backs for a couple of minutes just to go take a picture in the pool and we you know came back to our chair and you know everything was gone our phones were gone our yeah, sunglasses yeah. were gone our wallets were gone and, you know, it was, it was like nobody saw anything and we were like, how could this have happened? So, uh, you know, going through that horrible experience and realizing that it happened to about 10 other guests there the same day, uh, you know, we just couldn't believe that there wasn't something that was, you know, very simple that you could just use to, you know, stick your essentials, uh, you know, out of reach. So, um, you know, we all kind of, you know, started as like a project for us and uh, just something on the side and then it, you know, morphed into a, into a business after a couple of years when we started seeing that the demand was so big for, for something to help people just uh, relax while they were traveling. So yeah. you know, we came up with uh, you know, our first hard version and then subsequently came up with a few other softer versions, which are, you know, super tough and uh, easy to pack and carry with. So that's kind of like our story. And that's kind of how we got started. Um, and, uh, you know, it just takes a lot of hard work to get to this point. Yeah.
0: So, you know, after something like this happens and all those emotions kind of come down, how do you though start the sort of, I mean, the design of this and all that stuff? Is that something that was a background of you and your buddies or, or I, I just always, I always love that story of like, yeah, I'm going to go fix this problem. Now what? You know?
2: Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, it started off as, you know, the napkin sketch, like you said, where we we're kind of like, you know, you know, how can we make something that's, that's going to work and, in, in, in all these different environments and we tried to sh- troubleshoot the problem, uh, you know, on pen and paper, it started off and then. Uh, you know, I had I had some you know a little bit of background in, in engineering, so you know I was able to you know buy a program online and start you know turning 2D sketches into 3D sketches, and then we kind of figured out that there's a lot of people that have uh, you know 3D printing capabilities out there, and you can send them these files, and they'll they'll send you a you know a product actually that turned into a prototype. So right, uh, it was really just a learning. We we didn't know any of this before, so we were just it was just trial and error, and we were just you know. Throwing crap at the wind and seeing what comes back, and then after a few, you know, after a few times, we got really good at it, and you know, came up with something that was, uh, was a viable product, and uh, and then we kind of took it to a uh, an inventors trade show in Pittsburgh, and um, found our manufacturer, and found some distribution, and you know, really started uh, figuring out that this uh, this could be a
0: you know big business for us. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, I, I was thinking about what in this sort, of, maybe even for this one, the plus. Um, how does this one differ outside of just size? Or you know, did you learn anything along the way from going from the uh, from the first version to this version? What what are kind of some major changes? And, and what was the mindset behind you know making the product bigger or better? Was it feedback? What what was it?
2: Yeah, we took a lot of user feedback. Um, you know, a lot of people wanted to you know not only put you know their phone, wallet, keys, uh, sunglasses uh, into the safe, but they wanted to maybe use it for their family or use it for a couple on vacation where they could know, fit a bunch of stuff in it. So we kind of took some user feedback, made it a little bigger. Um, we wanted a product that was going to be cost effective. It wasn't going to break the bank. Um, so we tried to design it, you know, in, in a way where you're getting a, you know, a great function for a great price. And then we kind of decided, you know what, let's, uh, let's throw some additional features into it. So we came up with this, uh, we found this material that is, uh, like super cut resistant. Like you could take a pair of kitchen shears, and it's just gonna twist the shears. You're not gonna be able to cut through it. You could take a brand new razor blade and try to slice it, and it's just not gonna go through. Um, so we kind of took all these little features that we thought could make the product better, and uh, we really just tried to source them as best we could, so we could keep the product, uh, you know, the price point, you know, as low as and affordable as possible for the consumer. So you know, we got all these different features, you know, from different feedback from people, and put them in the product, and uh, you know, came out with version one, which we're launching on uh, Indiegogo right now. That's cool. So let's let's focus on you a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in upstate New York. Uh, went to college down right outside of New York City. Okay, and then where are you? Where are you guys located right now? Uh, our main office is down in Miami, Florida, and me and my uh, me and one of my partners live in in New York, and the the third one lives down in Miami.
0: Oh, nice! So it must be nice to travel down there a little bit here and there. Yeah, we're always up
2: and down the East Coast and doing trade shows across the country. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a fun market to be in. Um, we're kind of always pitching the uh, you know the resorts and cruise ships mm-hmm. and uh, and the beach market, which uh, has its perks.
0: Yeah, I would say that sounds like, a, you know, in terms of getting, like, a, th- a partners, you don't really want to be New York, New York, and then maybe, like, Wyoming. Like, cool, yeah, I'm yeah, for Wyoming. sure. No offense to my Wyoming people out there, our listeners, but uh, my, my, Wyoming and Miami Beach, I think, are two different things. Yeah, yeah, we haven't made it out to any
2: shows in Wyoming yet, but, but I'm sure one <laughs> yeah. will pop up or we'll go yeah. check it out. We're, we're very adventurous. Yeah, it's cool. So, uh, so what did your parents do uh, when you were growing up? Um, my parents were always self-employed, so they always, uh, had their own companies and always, you know, tried to make their own way, um, which probably paved the path for us. Uh, I, I've yeah. been self-employed since I was a kid. Um, I've tried a few corporate jobs and, uh, they were good learning experiences, uh, good ways to learn what you don't want to do in life. Um, and then, um, you know, slowly kind of, you know, built my own industrial contracting company and did some big government contracts for a number of years. And then, um, you know, when this started to take off, it's like, all right, which direction are you going to go? And you kind of want to go with, uh, you know, the new direction where you're going to, you know, you learn some new stuff and hit a new market. Um, when it comes to big retail and online sales,
0: that's cool. Is there any sort of, um, you know, uh, tr- things that you do that you think make you a good person to be an entrepreneur? Are there any like habits you have? Or uh, I think I think you just got to be
2: ready to understand that, that there's going to be a lot of problems and knowing that there's going to be a lot of problems. Um, they're really not problems. They're just work. Um, so Mm -hmm. if you can just understand that you're going to have headaches every day for stuff that's, you know, unforeseeable, um, that, that, you know, you just can't be deterred by that. You just work through them and know that that's, that's part of your job. Um, and a lot of people, when they see some of these big problems come, come along, uh, it just gets too much for them. So if you can just Understand that that's just going to happen, and that's the nature of the business. Then it's really not a problem at all.
0: Sure. So this is that's a great segue. My, my next question is: Was there a major roadblock that you just couldn't do something you wanted to do, and you had to pivot, or was there ever a moment like that?
2: Uh, there's roadblocks. We have weekly roadblocks um, that are in front of us. That you know, just you know, as you grow, these roadblocks just get more massive and more massive. So you know, in the beginning, it starts with okay, are we going to start a company? Uh, how do we start a company? How do we get you know? How do we start funding this small company and then as you grow it's you're, you're dealing with you know the same problems you just multiply those by a hundred
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. well how about the flip side of that where's that moment where you just really knew that you had something was it at a trade show was it you know where you know was there like one person's feedback that just meant the most or any, any scenario like that it was probably you know we we did we did a
2: number of shows in the beginning and uh they, they were fun shows and fun markets but it's almost that moment where people are saying, "Where has this been all my life?" You know, we we had we didn't really have anybody say this is a stupid idea, right? So usually, usually you're gonna expect a few of those where people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's dumb. I'm not gonna buy that." Right. But it was just it was, it was positive, 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 positive. So um, we realized that you know it's a lot easier to to get into a market where you're gonna you know, sell something that already exists, like a t-shirt or a hat. I mean, that's an easy market to get into. Um, But when you're trying to create a market for a product that doesn't exist, um, that it is a lot harder. But when you get good feedback, it kind of makes you want to just go for it.
0: Yeah. Now, is there anything travel wise with like the TSA or you know whatever, However, the rules are changing. You know, daily it feels like. Is there anything that hinders this to, from flying or anything like that? Or, or how did you work around like regulations and stuff like that?
2: Most of the time, this is uh, you know a product that's uh, that's that's stored within a bag or within a, a suitcase, and uh, you know you don't have to lock it while it's in the bag. Usually, you got to set it on your code. So we've been lucky enough not to have any problems with TSA with this product um, at all um and you know we hope not to have any problems in the future
0: yeah i just always wonder like uh when you're when you're working in stuff like this is what you can and can't do how people are going to use it you know that i never thought somebody would use it this way or (laughs) you know whatever it might be for, for any sort of product yeah well
2: i mean just by mentioning that i mean yeah we get all these uses that get thrown at us every day like um, for example, we had um, you know somebody say, oh, this was great in the, for my hospital stay, and we were like, hospital stay? What the heck are you talking about? And um, they were you know using it on their bed rail while they were you know under anesthesia. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of theft in hospitals, believe it or not, with um, and a lot of people losing their phones and things getting misplaced and being cluttered on the nurses' station. So this was a good product just to you know keep things out of reach and just keep them in a safe space. You don't really gotta worry about it. Um, so you know the hospital is one example, and then you've always got you know the festivals. If you're, you're at some outdoor festivals, you can kind of clip it on your belt loop and just have like an you know additional zipper pocket, so you can just kind of keep stuff out of reach, you know, that it's not gonna you know flip out of your pocket or you know
0: get lost some other way. Right, right. Yeah, the hospital one. Um, I actually I sent this to my mom because uh, my dad's in the, in and out of the hospital quite a bit. It's a whole other story, but uh yeah. So I and she's always. Where's his wallet? Where's his glasses? You know, just that sort of yeah. mindset. And I, I, um, I said this because I thought this sort of vibe to it, the, the hospital vibe. I sent it over to him. I was like, you yeah, know, just check this out. So uh, I was talk- talking to her before. So I'll, I'll see if she actually looked at it because again, it's a mother and she doesn't know how to links work that well. But <laughs> you know, we're working on it. Yeah, she'll but, figure uh, it out. Yeah, she'll figure it out at some point. Well, the next thing will be what is IndieGoGo, and then I'll have to re-explain that and how that's my career, and then that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, is there any like mentors or anybody that that you kind of look up to at all in in, in your field or um, other companies or just anybody that's kind of inspired you to to, to be an entrepreneur and a, and a designer like this? Uh, we just kind of look out
2: to some of the the bigger companies that really do really well. Um, you know, we've kind of we notice them when we're at the shows. We we, we hear their stories. We meet the owners. Uh, you know, companies like Yeti, uh, companies you know, other beach and surf companies that you know, kind of like. Have cool products that that fit a cool market and a cool niche, um, you know. And when you start hearing these other company stories, you know, they're not too far different than ours in the beginning. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden, some of them you'll see a few years later, and uh, the numbers are just unbelievable. So, yeah, we do look up to a lot of other companies in our industry.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, uh, um, got any good books that you've that you've read that you think uh, my listeners might be into? You know, I got three kids
2: um, who are under five right now. So my book reading time has been severely limited uh, yeah. with, with work. So I've been out of the book field for at least the past few years, at least. But um, there, before that, there were a few. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but th- there's some good ones out there. Um
0: how about a podcast or a blog? Is there any, any sort of like resource that you're using online or tool you're using online that is helping you, you know, maybe automate or maintain your sanity with somebody with a six and a three-year-old and, you know, doing podcast episodes and clients all around the world? It, yeah, I get it. So is there any tools that you might be using that, that would help uh, somebody, uh, you know, keep the, keep the momentum going? I keep thinking that there should be
2: a good blogger podcast that should you know hit this segment uh, you know this, this this young dad entrepreneur segment and uh, I'm yet to find the good ones that keep me going I think I uh, I think me and my partner keep ourselves going he's a, he's a new dad as well so I, I think just us shooting back and forth is, is really what just keeps the juices flowing and sanity yeah. within us.
0: Well, how how do you, you know, do you, how do you maintain your time like that? I mean, and I get this question quite a bit from people who's just like, it's just so much work to do a crowdfunding campaign, starting a business. I mean, when you're doing everything, you're probably still sending out the invoices, checking every email, doing the comments, you know, whatever. How do you manage your time like that?
2: Uh, It's not really time management. It's, uh, it's just, sitting down at whatever free moment you have and just getting the work done that's in front of you and making sure that you're, in, you know, staying organized in, in a time in a, in a good way. Like, uh, you know, just making sure that your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, your email is organized in a way where everybody's going to make sure everything's done. Uh, making sure that, you know, all the systems are in place, the accounting systems and, uh, Um, all the automated uh, inventory control systems. Like Once it's all in place, um, it's just maintaining it, which is a lot of work every day, but at least you have other people in your pocket who are also watching uh, these different systems and making sure that everything's being done correctly and on time.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's flip over a little bit to the actual Indiegogo campaign, which is why we're talking. So first thing right out of the gate... You know, you've obviously squashed your goal, um, and you still got almost a month left—25 days, I um, think—is what I'm looking at here. So, what was kind of the overall strategy, marketing-wise, to get the word out, get the get that you know, get that vibe going that this thing's coming? What was the idea behind it?
2: Well, the the first thing you got to do is you got to reach out to your current audience, and our current audience was our 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 current customers and current subscribers to our email list, and you got to get them excited and. You know, get them, you know, wanting to share the product with their friends and family and just try to gain that initial buzz um behind the product. And that that's kind of what really allows the campaign to take off. And then, you know, once it takes off, um, then we just really start focusing our time on 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 things like this podcast and things like uh, you know, marketing online and making sure that we're putting um, you know, our product and our content in front of people that are interested in it and not you know, wasting money and wasting time, um, in our marketing efforts. Um, and at the same time, we're just, we're reaching out to as many people as we can in our field, uh, the cruise critics, the cruise bloggers, the, you know, the Disney bloggers, the, just really anybody that's, you know, traveling and talking about, um, you know, being at the beach pool water park, um, for the summer and, uh, can feel this problem and understand the need for the product. Sure.
0: Sure. So it, uh, is there when you look at your dashboard is there any sort of one platform or something that's driving the most traffic to you at all um our our Facebook
2: marketing seems to be driving the most traffic it's uh it's a it's a field that's in front of people every day uh, it's, a, it's a platform that a lot of people use so being able to you know put our product in front of people who generally show interest in you know our website remarketing tools has has become um, probably our most valuable asset
0: it's cool. Was, was there a choice between Indiegogo and Kickstarter?
2: There was. We decided to go with Indiegogo after um, kind of looking into Indiegogo and Kickstarter and realizing that Indiegogo was going to give us a little bit more. Kickstarter was kind of more of a hands-off, do-it-yourself, and Indiegogo said, listen, we'll help you with this. We'll help you you know, make sure your page looks good. We'll help you you know, market to our crowd, and we'll help you... You know, give you some input and advice, and we can actually get them on the phone. Whereas Kickstarter was uh, a a little bit more hands off. Like I said, Mm -hmm.
0: and and is that something that you openly like? You know, were seeking out before launching? Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have um, you know that
2: that you know that third eye looking on your project from a different perspective. Um, You know, me and my partners can look at this all day long, but sometimes you got to you know look out to other people and. Uh, you know, take their advice on what what needs to be changed and what can use work. So that that was kind of a, a big deciding factor for us.
0: Gotcha. So this may be a completely stupid question, considering you've already squashed your goal with a lot more time left. Is there anything that you would have done differently, or wish you could have done differently? Um,
2: I wish maybe you see ha- having known how much work went into building the page and building the content, and uh, I mean, we just literally got our prototype a week before the uh, the campaign started. And within that week, we had to get a film crew out to the beach, film the product, get editing teams cutting the cutting the video in. We had to get all the content, the new pictures up on the site, put everything together. Um, we, I wish we would have started it maybe a few weeks earlier and had a little bit more time to really prepare uh, our marketing efforts in the beginning uh, as well as just launching the general campaign. Um, but we did want to do it in time for summer. So we, we did hit our deadlines. We just, uh, It would have been nice to have a few extra weeks.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what does scale look like uh for your company?
2: Um everybody at least travels to the beach, the pool, or water park once a year. Um I can say that most and, and I'm sure everybody has a smartphone on them. So we feel that our market is pretty much everybody. Um it's not something that somebody's just gonna buy on a whim, but you know, maybe somebody needs to be planning for a trip and uh, and feel the need for it. Or I've just come back from a trip and be like, shoot, I wish I had that. So we feel that the scale is uh, is pretty much everybody, you know, who who lives pretty much anywhere and travels at least once a year.
0: Yeah. So with that sort of, um, you know, bigness, right? Like, like the fact that, you know, my mom could like it, I could like it, you, you could like it, your wife could like it, right, to, you know, because we all – how do you then scale up in terms of marketing and, you know, th- that's achievable, right? Because, again, you can't just market to everybody tomorrow, right? Uh, the, well, maybe you can if you have a gazillion dollars. But uh, but how do you, so how do you work that sort of angle as you're growing a company?
2: Uh, well, we like to target people who, you know, are, are thinking about planning for trips. And you can do that a number of different ways. You can use uh, a lot of online tools and websites to, you know – Advertising websites where people are, you know, planning trips, planning cruises, thinking about going on vacation. Um, we can we can target, uh, you know, people with certain keywords uh, in Amazon quite well. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to get in front of the people. Um, it, it's the remarketing that really probably drives most of our sales, and that's you know reminding these people who have shown interest the first time to you know come back and check us out, and you know don't forget this when you go on your trip. So. Uh it's, it's definitely a big mix of a lot of things um, to actually convert you know, a potential sale into a sale.
0: Yeah, and you, so you mentioned that sort of retargeting. Is that something you're doing like through Facebook or Google AdWords, something like that?
2: Yeah, we remarket through Facebook and Google AdWords. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. And, and what is like an overall, do you have like a content strategy for, let, let's just say somebody signs up Today, but they don't buy for six months, or you know they don't go on their trip for six months, but they're planning it now. Do you have a way to like engage those people during that time or anything like that?
2: Yeah, we try our best just to you know, you know, one of our partners is he's our uh, he's our social media guy, and he's he's just really good with um you know keeping it clean and knowing what people like, and he's just always putting really nice, subtle ways uh, and subtle content out there, just reminding people that you know that ball is available and FlexSafe is available and. You know grab one before you go on a trip or, or plan ahead for that you know that traveler on your list for a Christmas gift or you know if you're going on a cruise even next year like you know when, when we have a sale coming up maybe it makes make sense to buy it now right right
0: so you know let's in let's forecast 30 40 days from now when all the money comes in from the campaign right and you're you know you're sitting there what is your first steps what starts to happen
2: after? well our manufacturing process is pretty pretty seamless right now and we're in line we have a factory who's producing a current product for us Um, so it's really going to be plug and play for us we're going to be able to you know take the money and take the orders and and get these things cranked out rather quickly so there's a you know a really good chance that we deliver super early on this product um, to to our backers
0: that's cool. So, do you have a time frame when when people would expect? We do. We're saying you know we're going to
2: deliver in November, um, right before the Christmas holidays. So, if anybody wanted to you know get it as a gift, or somebody it would make a great gift. Um, but there's a good chance we'll deliver you know even before that.
0: That's the tree. So, you know, you, you mentioned that you wanted to, to get this campaign launched because of summertime. Um, how did you kind of balance the launching it in summertime to? you know, to deliver in, you know, around Christmas, the sort of marketing around that and that sort of timeline, um, as opposed to maybe it being opposite, launching it in November and delivering it in summer or whatever it might be. Yeah. We just, you know, people starting to, you know, they went away
2: from Memorial day. They're going away for the 4th of July. Um, you know, they're at the beach, they they went to the pool, they're seeing the need for the product. Um, you know, we have a current version, uh, a more economical version available for them if they wanted it. But at the same time, you know, we're reminding people that, you know, that, that this is out there and it's a great, you know, product for summer. And, you know, a lot of people then again do the, you know, the winter travel months, you know, in December, January, February, and then into spring break, where where they're going to definitely see the need for the product again. So, you know, by kind of like hitting them in the summer and not waiting too long and then, you know, getting it to them for their winter travels, uh, I think was a good strategy for us.
1: That's
0: cool. Now, and now you mentioned that, uh, you know, you obviously you've got the other product. Is that something that people can currently buy through like amazon or web stores or is it in is it in physical stores and
2: yeah we have some physical retailers uh amazon uh on our website currently um we have a few other products too we have some other you know cool travel accessories as well so yeah people can go check them out
0: gotcha real quick for yourself like what what really drew you to like the travel industry you know what i mean was there something that you felt like like, that's just an industry you wanted to be in, or was it just how did you get into thinking about travel projects?
2: We were really thinking about it. It was kind of like started all as you know, as the napkin sketch, and then we kind of realized that, uh, you know, that we are going to be selling on the beach. One of our first, you know, major clients was a beach management company in Miami, and we went down and met with them. And you know, we were hanging out at the resorts, and they were kind of, you know, hanging out on the beach in the resorts, and we were getting all sorts of freebies, and we we're like, oh we could get used to this. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> It's kind of just been like one of those perks along the way that has uh, turned out really uh, to a good perk for us. Gotcha. So
0: so nothing for you
2: personally that just drew you to travel, huh? No, I mean, everybody likes to travel. I mean, I I haven't really met anybody that said, ah, you know, I'd rather, you know, not travel, whether it's even just local travel or or just around or exploring. Everybody likes to go out and do things. So um, uh, it is something that, you know, I've always liked to do. I spent a lot of time overseas traveling, you know, after college. So. Um, so it's just one of those industries that's just a lot of fun.
0: Where, where do you see the company in three years? And I know that's incredibly challenging you know to, to to forecast, but like where do you actually see the company going?
2: Yeah, it's tough to forecast, but you know we you know we're, we're experiencing exponential growth right now. Um, we're getting a lot of really good PR, um, which is you know driving a lot of traffic and sales to us. so we can probably expect uh you know even even larger exponential growth over the next three years.
0: Do you guys see yourself continuing like to de- redevelop this product line, or scrapping it all and doing something completely new? Is there any sort of like you know big ideas that are floating around you right now?
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stick to our core, um, which was the the portable safe, and then we we were throwing around some some other really cool ideas that are um, that are travel related as well. Um, other cool travel accessories um, that, are, that are that are that are a lot of fun. So uh, I think over the next few years, you can expect to see at least a product or two come out every year from Aquavolt.
0: Yeah. And how do you, in terms of a company, not get distracted or forget your core brand? Is I mean, are those conversations that you have between you and your team like, hey, everybody, let's go make this new app thing that's completely different and, you know, sucks up a ton of money and, the, you know, whatever it might be. Like, how do you balance that?
2: There's so many good ideas out there. And when you actually are able to take an idea and put it into place, uh, you know, your mind can stretch pretty far. Um, So, yeah, you do got to kind of like hone yourself into your core and remember that, you know, you are uh, a travel company and and you make travel accessories. So you got to try to stick to that just to, uh, you know, keep the brand cohesive.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Well, awesome. So how about for how about for you personally? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um,
2: 10 years from now, I mean, I'm just going to continue, uh, you know, developing products and developing businesses. So I don't like to think too far ahead. I like to think, you know, 12 months ahead and then leave things open. Um, we got a lot of, you know, personal goals and personal plans that, uh, that I think are, are going to be coming soon as the kids get a little bit older. So, um, yeah, I just think we're going to keep on keeping on and, uh, I don't think you're going to see us, you know, work for anybody else ever in the future. Yeah. Cool, cool cool
0: cool well rob where can people find more information outside of the indiegogo i mean obviously i'll have a link to that but where can people kind of dive into your uh into your world So, our coolest new
2: content is on indiegogo um you can search flex safe or flex safe plus um our website also has ton of information links to our indiegogo links to all of our recent press uh it's got a lot of cool videos on there on our youtube channel um so go to the aqua com and you can check out what we've been up to recently and uh you know, put your email in and subscribe to our list so you can stay updated with what we're doing from a month to month basis. Cool, cool,
0: cool. Well, Rob, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to talk about this uh, this very cool, very cool project, very cool campaign. Um, you know, I know you're in the middle of it. We got to, you got to, got to probably get back to the, get back to the backer updates and, uh, you know, let everybody know what's going on. But I appreciate you taking time and uh, telling my listeners about your product. I
2: really appreciate the call and the podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope we're able to spread the word through here. And thank you
0: very much. Oh, of course. All right. Thanks, man.
2: Yeah,
0: alright how about that conversation with Rob I felt like I had to work a little bit in on that one I'm not gonna lie be open and honest just felt like I had to work that's all uh, so song we're listening to is a song called Game Show if you may or may not remember or maybe I've talked about it before I've tried to write jingles for a while and this is something that came out of it and again just kind of rediscovered so figured I'd show it off show off some of the past work um, pretty interesting track I think you'll enjoy Uh, But yeah, so um, again, if you're interested in being on the podcast, shoot me an email, jeff at woodshed.agency. We'd love to have you on. And uh, if you are a subscriber to the podcast, thank you. Make sure you go tell friends and family. And uh, hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will talk to you all next week.